Hey, 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 on kinders. We are starting with the collaboration with my partner, uh, Miss Michi from the Blueprint Media Company. Hey, Miss Michi. Hey, girl. What's going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. Like I uh, just mentioned a minute ago, like um, I we decided on the name Sis Blow Up because I feel like, especially you, you're always reminding me like, hey, we're not going back there anymore. We're going forward. Absolutely. We're elevating. We don't we don't deal with that basement <laughs> mentality anymore because we're rising up. So I thought that that this title just suits our pretty much our friendship partnership whatever like as a whole. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so introduce yourself to people that they should know you by now, but reintroduce yourself. <laughs> Well, hey, everyone. I'm Miss Michi. I am the uh, CEO of the Blueprint Media Company, as well as Lavish Looks by Miss Michi. Uh, my goal is to showcase and, um, and honor our entrepreneurs, businesses, artists, and creatives um, and help them as far as with just their growth and expansion with whatever it is that they do. With Lavish Looks, I'm striving to give everything and everyone all things lavish with my sunglasses and accessories line. Um, you know, my mission is just to to help really promote you. Um, I tell everyone, I'm like, it's not about me. My mission is not about me. It is about helping the people get out there and get the exposure that they need so that they can grow and continue to take things to the next level. So that's a little bit of blurb about me. <laughs> see, she always about glow up. And see, this this segment right here that we're introducing is going to be very casual because we talk on the phone a lot about very casual things and randomness. And I'm like, we could do this in a podcast, like because <laughs> I'm sure there are yeah, a lot absolutely. of people that agree, disagree, whatever. Because we have a lot of agree to disagree conversations too, but it's still it's still funny, like <laughs> yeah, and you still learn from the next person. So um, just expect um, randomness, but with purpose. <laughs> absolutely right. We we gonna get, get, give you a little bit of this, give you a little bit of that, you know. Right, right. So, um, so in this episode, um, I watched, and I believe you watched it like two weeks before me. Um, mm -hmm. the selling Tampa is it selling Tampa? Yeah, selling Tampa on Netflix. And at first, I wasn't gonna watch it because I'm like real estate. I don't care about that. But then I kept seeing reviews, and I saw you talking about it, and I was like, okay, let me check it out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a really good show. Just the fact that of, of a black owned Black all women, black owned right. company is just super dope within itself. Um, but there were some little corporate issues that I had up in there, but I was like, these are things that we deal with in, at our jobs, you know. And right. um, for people that don't know, Miss Michi, um, she has a podcast called The Corporate Chronicles, and so yes. I was like, <laughs> hence the title, um, Corporate Chronicles meets uh, Netflix. Uh, Tampa, um, selling Tampa. So, um, and I thought it was no other way to start it than to to get delve into these little corporate issues that I saw that maybe is not a problem, but maybe you know maybe it is. So, you ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. Let's jump in. Okay. So, um, as you know, I'm always very thorough, Miss Michi. So, I have little clips. Um, do uh, just so people don't think that their eyes are deceiving them. Okay. Um, some of the clips do pause on a screenshot because you can only show so many um, seconds of a show without getting uh, like uh, copyright infringement. We like, do not want to get booted off. We do not we need those problems. So okay. I will pause through the video too because there's so many seconds for that too. So I just want people to know why it looks like that. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me start with the first one. Let me see. So here is the first one. 
So it is okay. an evening event. Mm -hmm. okay. Speaking of evening event, I have some notes oh, for the attire. Team alert. <laughs> Get ready for the notes. So it's called oh, attire. attire. So that's going to be important because we need to make sure we look the part and we're doing that. So Ooh. I took the liberty oh. of looking up and sharing with you what cocktail means. Before Ooh. we even get into that, is this appropriate? Those are microaggressions. <laughs> She's about to enter into a microaggressive aggressive episode. <laughs> That's really what's about to happen. <laughs> I feel like in a way it's ageism. They're attacking the younger people at the table. Technically, right? You could, you could just tell, like, this is the thing. A lot of the times companies try to do things and they try to generalize, but everybody knows exactly who and what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing with this one. It's just like, why don't you just pull aside and have a conversation with the people that you feel like may not understand the concept of what you're talking about versus generalizing it and bringing everybody to the table? Because that's messy. Very, very messy. And if and they call her HR, but in HR, you're right. We pull you to the side. We don't front you in front of everybody or embarrass you. And I saw a lot of that in this series, by the way, where I felt like some of these conversations should have been sidebar, but let's go for it. Correct. I think this is for calling me. Girl, oh, take notes, girl. I know the assignment. Okay. <laughs> you feeling the energy? Let's hey, let's hear Joanna's list. But let, let us hear it. Okay. Let us hear it. Please. Okay. Because everyone's perception is a little bit different. Go ahead. So cocktail attire is suitable mm. at a semi-formal occasion, okay. sometimes called cocktail parties. Wow. Usually in the late afternoon or evening, mm -hmm. hence the 6 p.m., mm. and usually with accessories. After World War One, the idea... First of all, it makes me feel like she didn't read this beforehand because why do we care about World War One? Baby, she she literally copied and pasted this and was like, oh, I'm finna shut them down with this one. Like, but you're not. <laughs> right. Where is this going? Go ahead. Make right this up. Please, please, please continue. It says after World War One, the idea of the working woman became popular. Did women start cocktail? Probably, because we love to go out and get drinks after work. But keep going with your definition. <laughs> Example like number one way. of trying to micromanage. Yeah. We all know what She's my favorite. Uh -huh. Spare us in dictionary reading. So we just want to make sure that we're dressed appropriately, mm -hmm. not a uh, date attire. Oh, I was like, did you see that? I see that. And then they spotlighted her. Attire. Oh, Carla! Not casual attire. I'm just just saying what it's not. Is it grandma attire? What? Oh, who y'all talking about? I'm just asking. We got it. We right. Basically, she's like, we got it. That's enough of that. Like that's ridiculous. No, I mean it really is. It's just I don't know. I mean it was it was it was definitely shady. Like they because they said specifically before that, and you watched the show, and for those that have watched it that you know that they kind of dress a little bit they felt inappropriate and mm -hmm. the thing about it is is that when you're running a business yes do you have to call your employees out sometimes when they're doing things that's not favorable absolutely but that just wasn't the setting it wasn't but Derek had made a point when he said you have to also know your customer they're selling to rich guys who don't want to see a little skin and a little a and t mm. And even Colony has admitted that she went out with some of them just to get deals. It didn't go any further, but she played along to try to, you know, lure them in. So she sold the dream. 
Exactly. So in a way, I don't think it's inappropriate in that setting. I mean, they're still covered. It's not like they got everything hanging out. It is a little short, but I feel like they are attending. And they're the top sellers on top of that. Yeah, (laughs) you, you could tell it was very personal. It was. It was. And sometimes I have an issue with the older generation on how they um, conduct themselves with the younger generation because it's like, okay, you're telling them everything they're doing wrong. And yes, you you may be trying to give them advice, but it's how you say it too, though. You know, it, it's yeah. how you approach them too. And that, that was just not the right approach. It wasn't appropriate. And and it just, you know, it, it, even if she was going to do it general wise to not maybe have those personal conversations, we don't need the world war context. It's okay. It's, we don't need that. <laughs> we do not care. In 1920, if you don't get on my face, baby, because it is 2022, 2021, probably when it was recorded. Let's be honest, right. but I mean, still, even then, I'm just like, baby, you doing too much, and you didn't did too much research to avoid having a one-on-one conversation that you could have had personally. Like, hey, you know what? You all are very attractive women. You're doing this. We're gonna go for a little bit more of your after five cocktail hour attire, okay? Right. Yeah. I mean, I can remember I went to our Christmas party this year, Renita, uh-huh. or last year, 2021 with my company that I'm with now. And baby, there was this one girl that showed up and I'm like, you know, we had it at like a nice, um, the nice banquet hall that was within the hotel. Baby, uh-huh. she looked like she was going upstairs immediately following. Oh, no. She wore like a shirt dress and it was emerald and it would have looked good if she was going to the club or uh-huh. something like that, baby. She looked like she was going to take somebody in the bathroom and I'm being very, very, very modest here. Boom, booms out. Tutu out. A&T everywhere. A&T, A&T, A&T. I'm like, baby, you don't know what cocktail hour is? That's right. cocktail hour. But it's not <laughs> cocktail hour, you know. So it's just some people generally don't know. So she could have just done it differently, right? Exactly. Um, it, it was all it was just the lack of, of approach for like a great like appropriate approach for me. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. All right. Rena, know you like it. <laughs> Rena, Rena, mad because she ain't in this photo. She put on black pants. It was petty to bring that up. She would there. Trashed. She had to leave. She had to leave her. No, I was there on time. We started an hour and a half late because one of the agents was late. There was an agent. We knew she was going to be late. So if you knew she was going to be late, why didn't you schedule it at the time you knew she was going to be there versus... So whatever. Apparently her being late, Renita, from what I remember from the show, that was, of course, something that was unplanned. I mean, who plans to be late? But... Or, or, or was it that she was, was it already determined? Because I thought that it was just like the day of, that's when they found out that she was running behind. Well, let me finish it because maybe she explained it. Let's see. We had a job to do. We knew before it was scheduled that I had a, my daughter's no, first, we my daughter's open night of her play was at seven o'clock. So the office manager no, I, scheduled it. HR. HR. Why did she put emphasis on that HR? But anyway, let me go. Because <laughs> she's petty. Yes. From five to whatever, six forty-five. No, we, we started, didn't give it in time. I was on time to the photo shoot and was extremely so late, an hour and a half late. I love her actually. On time, Much to I would have been in all the photographs and wouldn't have been excluded from the marketing photo. See, I was on time and she in all the photos, and I'm not in the photos. You didn't even get to reap the benefits. No, but they, he is the guy. 
<laughs> Petty. He was super petty for that. I'm like, you did not, you did, you did not have to emphasize that. <laughs> right, right. So, how do you feel about that? I feel like she was on time, and yet she. she well, got first off, if you follow that. their pages or follow like the marketing that they've done for it, they took some really, really beautiful pictures that included all of the staff that they uh -huh. shared onto their personal social medias. Because I mean, I was invested after I watched the show. I was like, right, I want right. to know who these ladies are. They took some really, really beautiful photos where Rena was featured that could have absolutely been on there. And it's just like, it to me, it was just a bad call from management, HR, or whoever was responsible. Why would you not include all of the staff members from there? And you know, what was really upsetting was Rena has been on the team the longest. She was one of the day ones for the Allure Realty team. So I was just really, really surprised that, um, you know, they didn't feel the need to include her or that they were even poking fun at it when they, you know, kind of discovered that she was upset about it. And I'm like, rightfully so. You know, she's a part of the team and she uh, has, has had a lot of impact from day one. So why would you not want to feature all of your people? Like why just pick the one just because, oh, we like this color or whatever the case is. They were going to stand out whatever photo they chose. Well, I feel like it's deliberate. And this is why I'm saying that because um, later on, we'll get to the clip though. Um, Sherelle did find out that she got a brokerage license. We don't know when she found that out. It could have been a deliberate thing. Um, that's, that's, I, I felt like it, it was more calculated because now you're telling me that there were, pictures out there with Rena on there and why not put her on, you know, in there. Beautiful like, photos. Beautiful. beautiful I mean, she, photos. She's beautiful just waking up probably, you know, and yeah. and I would, I feel like it's some intimidation there too because Rena background is pretty dope. Like she was the only black in the top firm and she's a lawyer, that. a whole right. lawyer. Right. You know, so she has some professional, like as far as being on time I, throughout the whole um, season, she kind of complained that everyone is always late and she's always on time. Like she's coming from a higher caliber type of corporate, you know, um, environment. And she, I think she's having a hard time adjusting too to just like this lackadaisical, you know, everyone not on time, everyone not being professional and things like that. Like, so I don't, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's some, it's, it's some things that I want to bring to you too, after we go through some of the clips Okay. in terms of, um, yeah, we'll go into it though. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. You want to do the next clip then? Sure. Let's go. Okay. All right, cool. To about is the new commission split. We are growing with growth <laughs> comes changes. So it's effective in 30 days. The commission will change from a 95.5 to a 80.20. We will have increased marketing. We will have more lead generations and we have better software to help with the company. I'm taking home less and the brokerage is taking more. I get it. At the end of the day, it's a company and it needs to run. But for me, it's a problem, particularly when I feel like I've been excluded from the marketing photo. Let's say Rena sold a million dollar home. Juana, can you tell everybody how that breaks down? Absolutely. On the former structure, 95.5, if we had a million dollar sale and it was a 3% commission, the agent would get $28,500. With the new commission split, the agent would get $24,000. Anybody have any questions, comments, or concerns? First of all, that's a big... A big chop. Yeah, it's, it wasn't even gradual. No, it wasn't. I do. Why would you be changing the commission split now? Like I said before, we're growing. And we do have a lot of... When you say we're growing, what do you mean? We're getting new systems. We're getting lead generation. So, so we're paying 15% more of our commissions to the brokerage. Correct. 
This is the second time our commission split has changed. Correct. When can we count on it not changing any further? Well, I mean, I rely on this because this is my, my, you know, this is my livelihood and right. my pay keeps changing. But I'm using the same services and working just as hard as when I came in. Are you still sitting in the same seat when you first came in? That's deflecting. That's deflecting. Yeah. But look what I did for you. Are you still sitting in the same seat? Look what's happening. That is not addressing her concerns to me. It's not. And to tell and to say that in front of once again, it should have been a sidebar conversation. That shouldn't have been said in front of everyone. Like, hey, let's let's talk about this sidebar. It was up to her to say that, you know. Or she could have said, like, you know what, I understand your concerns, and right. I would like to, you know, like if 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 we could possibly, because we have other things to talk about, schedule a time where we can go over those some of those concerns, and I can talk to you. That would be great. But she kind of did that, but she did it in a very nasty way. Right. No, but our transaction fees have changed too, and that covers. You that. think it covers the operating expenses here? Our, bro our brokerage system has stayed the same. Whatever the lead generation system you're talking about, which is not existing, it's the same. We pay for the so you know insurance. You never got a lead from me. There you go again. There you go again. Look what I've done for you. How many leads have you given me, Cheryl? I get when you first came. I'm going to say five. Yes, that's five. amazing. One and, of them, and they all closed, right? No, two closed. This, you sound like you're ungrateful right I'm now. I'm not ungrateful. I'm that that did it for me in front of everybody you feel did like you have the you, you did, did you have the rest of how she told her to get on her calendar no that that wasn't even done with her that was done with colony and we'd have been this would have been a three-hour show if i did all the stuff that sherelle did but yeah oh yeah because well well that that scene i do i do remember sherelle telling her like well you know what uh you can schedule a time on my calendar if you want to talk about it but we're moving on Okay, you are right. So she said that to her and Colony then. She did. She said it twice. And um, the, the reason why Colony's um, instance stand out to me is because I can't even think of her name. HR was like, do you want me to schedule that for you? And I didn't like that. That was condescending. It was. It just wasn't very, appropriate. She could have no. came to her afterwards like, hey, you know, did you want to actually get on her calendar? Because I, I I can help you out with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can help put you on there. But they didn't like the fact that she was in that role anyway. So anything she said was going to be a problem. Exactly. Exactly. But um, penciling back to going, picking back to Rena, do you think she handled that correctly by publicly expressing her concerns? I don't. Well, this is the thing. Most companies, if most companies, I mean, you know, coming from a corporate background, if there are things that are happening within the company where, you know, maybe they're not producing the revenue that they're supposed to, Right. Um, typically good companies will come out with some type of an announcement or some type of communication to let the employees and shareholders know what's actually going on with the company that's going to cause some, some change that'll have to come. So for example, I know, um, a, a girlfriend of mine that she was working and originally I think that her company was matching about 7% or something like that to their retirement. So whatever you put in, they would, you know, do that, which was a great number. I'm like, okay, you know, that's a little bit more than what most companies would do. Well, naturally when COVID happened and, and those things, you know, they started to experience some pitfalls as far as revenue for their business. They did send out like almost like a newsletter style, but it was information regarding the changes. And they explained that by them being able to cut it down to 4%, them taking that 3%, that they will be able to keep their staff on. They will be able to do, you know, like they, they, they kind of named the, the benefits of it and how it was going to help save the company. 
So when you have that type of communication, you can avoid those questions that Rena was asking because they were all valid questions, right? But Sherelle kind of like introducing it like that, it should have been, you know, they should have had that information before going into the meeting. So at that point, you know, if there were any other concerns besides her explaining why she needed to do that split, then whatever. So it's like, if you do want to go into lead generation software, hey, it's going to cost $25,000 for us to do this. We are a new company, you know, right. um, you know, so it's going to, it's going to, you know, there's going to be a, a, a change in your pay structure. She right. didn't do, Sherelle, and a lot of the instances, she's, awesome at what she does her credentials are off the chain but she didn't handle them she didn't handle them appropriately i don't think so i feel like they were ambushed with that information i i I agree with everything you're saying like that should have it should have been a uh, memorialized an email hr and they should have had a chance to read it and then it'd be an open discussion you know and everyone else was afraid to say something which which kind of irked me because they did have their little comments about the commission later on but because rena was the only one that was direct it made her look like she was um, bucking up against management. And I believe we have this conversation before that we direct have. people are often mislabeled as aggressive, you know, yep, aggressive, unapproachable, you know, can't handle, you know, um, leadership and things of that sort. Doing too much. I mean, dramatic. I mean, these are are the things. And I mean, and unfortunately, as black women, you know, you do experience it and you can experience it even within an all black, uh, you know, workplace where it's just like, you know, if you say something or you do things, it's just like, oh, she's doing too much or she can have a problem with everything. And it's just like, no, I don't. I'm just being direct on what it is that I would like to know. Uh, because that was a big change. Like if it would have been gradual or something like, you know, at some point we're going to get to that 80-20 and we're going to have to move it up by quarterly basis. That that was abrupt. I would have had questions too. Right. Because that's her bread and butter. Correct. <laughs> so I, I felt like the and, and the way she presented it was very professional. There was no emotional emotion in that at all. You know, she's like, well, what has changed? What is this? What is that? Like, though, like you said, those were valid. valid, were valid. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the next one. To sit down and have a conversation, let her know what's troubling you about this. I think she respects you enough for that. I have talked to Sherelle about some of these issues and it's still the, it's my way or the highway. It kind of feels like the, you know, what's the benefit of gaining the world if you lose your soul? I agree. Like if I'm just not happy working there because I don't feel like my opinion's valued and I feel like I kind of have to quiet down who I am, is that really the place for me? Right. Mm. Very rarely leave jobs they don't make enough money. They leave jobs when they feel like they're undervalued. I want to stop it there because that couldn't be more true. Yeah. I know people that are are making minimum wage and love their job because their job values them. They give them incentive, they incentivize them, you know, give them little things to keep them there because they feel important to that company. So money Absolutely. is not always everything. That's so true. I, I agree with that. I have yeah. a broker's license, but Sherelle doesn't know that yet. And the difference between an agent and a broker is that a broker can open up their own office. And that presents a lot of opportunities. So. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at Rena at all. If, if, if you are, and I tell people all the time, you ain't stuck. If you had a job or you're going somewhere, whatever the case is, and you're not being treated well, you owe it to yourself to not only get the hell up out of there, but to level up in the process. Right. Good for her. <laughs> and there's the glow up moment. 
period. <laughs> yeah, it's great that she did that, but did she go about it the right way? Like not bringing it up to... Renita, let's be honest. You okay. watched the entire season. If yeah. she would have gone to Sherelle while she was applying for her brokerage, do you not believe that there would have been retaliation as, as a result? She would have been retaliated against, whether if it's, let me pull your lead or let me give your listing to somebody else in the office because you got to be on your way anyway. You've got your broker's license. They were petty as hell like that. And, 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 and what I will bring up later on in the show is this is, the, this is a franchise that expanded from Selling Sunset, which was Selling Sunset was based out of L.A. It's the same creator, all of that stuff. I would mm -hmm. love to get into DJ Envy's comments about it and, you know, talk about that. But um, there's just a significant difference. Like, you know, I watched I wanted to after watching Selling Tampa, I watched that first. Mm -hmm. I went back and watched all four seasons of Selling Sunset and it was really, really good. And you could tell that there was just a different level of professionalism between the Selling Sunset, the Oppenheim brothers versus uh -huh. Sherelle. Now, that's not taking anything from Sherelle because I still think that she's dope. This is a veteran. This is a mother. This is a mm -hmm. black woman. I'm not saying anything negative, but it's all about how you handle your people. Exactly. Exactly. And now, now I want to check out that. <laughs> the Selling Sunset. Check it out. You're you are going to you're going to love it. <laughs> awesome now now we're talking about her response so the next the next video is actually the conversation that Sherelle Arena had when Sherelle found out about the broker's license all of his materials I mean y'all could have invited us on the boat to celebrate oh, no 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 it's not Rena, Rena tests my authority and gets up under my skin because she debates everything she wants to know everything I'm trying to understand why these decisions are being made because they affect me they affect my pay I said I thought other agents may have questions about or have issues with it so I'm raising the, the issue does anyone have a problem with the commissions I don't have a problem with the I have a problem with the commission changing on such a frequent basis that I have that I have concerns about you said other agents had problems with it I raised the issues in case anybody else has issues I thought maybe other people were I said I thought other agents may have questions about or have issues with it so I'm raising the, the issue. but they do they're acting like they don't because they definitely have sidebar conversations you see it with the looks but they're <laughs> they're afraid to say something though because they're afraid of pissing her off that's but toxic it, is that healthy? Okay, you just answered it. Is that healthy, healthy management? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's just listen. You like nothing else to say. No. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> if I lay it out there, this is what's going on. That's it. There's no more discussion that needs to be said. But that, see, that's what you're saying. Don't ask questions about it. If you don't like right. it here, I'm not holding a gun to your head to stay at a No, board. you're not. I mean... You got something to say? When you like shut down, it's not team building. If someone got questions, you should they should be allowed to ask the question. They can ask the question. It's a problem when you come to me and say other agents. You have a problem with it. Okay. I didn't like how she tried to do her either. Cause it's just, yo, you got a question? Like I I, I just read a thing where it's like, don't ask like, um, do any do do any does anyone have any questions you should ask what questions do you all have because it sounds more inviting on like a a, a professional level so mm -hmm. so that people that may you know be feeling some type of like oh hesitation with asking it'll get kind of give them the floor what questions do you have versus does anybody have any questions right because it kind of <laughs> insinuates like you shouldn't have no questions and let's move on but you 
people do have questions. Right. I just didn't like the way that the whole situation was handled. I, I felt like the whole season they tried to villainize Rena, and I felt like a lot of injustices happened to her. So I don't know. My personal opinion. I agree. And speaking of that, now this is the clip where they had the conversation. Definitely want to sit down and talk with you because I feel some type of way just having someone else come tell me you just got your broker license. And I want to come to you and talk about it because it, whoever it, told you should have minded their own business. It doesn't make me look good. Just, I feel like I'm not in control. Like, oh. I'm not in control of your future? Is that, was that the rest of that sentence she didn't say? Okay. What, what Rena have up her sleeve? She's getting her broker license and then let anyone know? Like, Rena, what the fuck? Like. But <sighs> this kind of leads me to something. I, I felt some kind of way when you're implementing new commission splits that I don't agree with. And I was excluded from some of the marketing materials. So I do think it's important for me to have options. Right. When I don't agree with, I don't always agree with some of the policy changes. If you're not happy here, I'm not holding you hostage. How many times is she gonna say that? She said it so far three times. Okay. I do feel like sometimes you run the business like a soldier in the military. It's kind of like, it's my way or the highway. It would just be nice to be included in some of these decisions. Well, Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to include you guys when it comes to finances. And that's and there. <laughs> but then you can't get mad when I get a broker's license. So when you I, do that and I say, no, I don't let's like be this. clear. I didn't get mad that you got your broker license. Yes, you did. I got mad because to have somebody else come tell me, it, it just, it didn't look right and it didn't sit right. And I thought we were better than that. I don't feel like I need to tell that's you or the other agents everything that I'm doing. I'm going to find out anyway, Rena. I know. So you would find out after I got it. Okay. <laughs> if you feel that way and just like I don't have to tell you guys the commission structure, when you see it, when you see it, that's how it's gonna be, is what she said. But um Yeah, that was kind of that was intense. I feel like she did care about the brokers because she's always telling people if you want to leave, leave. And so I feel like Rena was kind of like feeling froggy <laughs> and she leaves. I'm gonna jump. Right, you know, so and, and I don't have a clip of this, but when um she found out about the girls being poached, which is the, the last um video we're about to see. Her tone kind of changed a little bit, Rarina, if you notice. Because you say if you're going to leave, leave. But then when you see that the person actually is thinking about leaving, they, she didn't tell her at that point, if you want to leave, leave. She she came with a soft approach. Well, I can be better with my approach. And I can be better. No, don't wait till I'm about to leave you. To, to act treat right. Me nice, right. So that, that makes me feel like you took me for granted anyway. That's true. Go into the clip. Okay. This is the girl getting poached. Ladies, I did want to talk to you about something. Lately, I just haven't really been feeling valued as an agent. And so I've been really toying with the idea of maybe starting my own brokerage because premature conversations mm -hmm. and going out on my own. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you all have ever thought about maybe leaving Allure Realty. So where are you, what are you getting at, Rena? Are you asking us to come I don't like you? her. I'm asking if you have an open mind and if it's something you would be open to. And realistically, her. did everybody intend to stay at Allure Realty forever? 
-hmm. Was that the end of the road for you in your career as an agent? Well, what I will say is that definitely something that I'd probably be open to, to be honest. Because she's a businesswoman. Yeah. Okay. When you talk about not feeling valued, mm -hmm. um, I'm right there with you. So just wait a minute. So you're thinking about opening up your own brokerage to compete with Sherelle and recruit two of her best agents? She sounds like an op to me. I've been. My bad. She sounds like an op to me. I wouldn't. She she wouldn't have been somebody I would have invited to that conversation. Whatsoever. No, because she's repeating it. The, the the brokerage would have actually been open before I even had any type of conversation. Right. Your own brokerage to compete with Sherelle and recruit two of her best agents? I mean, Well, really? if I were going to leave, wouldn't I recruit her two best agents? But that is just, <laughs> what? And then I'm shocked that you would even consider that. I mean, considering everything that's going on at the brokerage, I don't know why you wouldn't consider that. Well, I've expressed to you guys openly that I'm not really feeling valued in my position. So that's my own issue with Sherelle. But outside of that, I'm extremely loyal. It's not going against Sherelle. I think However, that... However, there are relationships that have been established. Right. So we can say it's business all day long, but think about the backstory. Well, you and Sherelle... It's not just me saying friends. it's business. Sherelle said it's business exactly. and not personal. Well, hey, right. I just... I yeah. can't... I, I mean, great for you. You know, I love women doing their own thing, like, more power to you. But I'm never going to go against Sherelle. I think that's absolutely I think crazy. you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. No, it's I don't not, think so. I'm looking at it going, from exactly what we no, were talking about. it's not going against Sherelle. Not one time did Sherelle. Okay. That was that was heavy right there. Only because you see a part, you see a, a business minded person and some a personal minded person. A personal, right? And and, and 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 for those that watched the season, you ended up finding out she ended up not even promoting that girl and doing what she was supposed to do anyway. Let's sorry, spoiler alert. She yeah. he sitting up there being all loyal to her or whatever the case is, where she could have probably went to a new brokerage, got the position that she wanted to, and still, you know, been making top dollar without the, you know, missing out on that 20-something percent almost. Girl, bye. Bye. But I love Rena's approach. It was very calculated, but it, she's a chess player. I will give her that. I'll be um, honest with you. The only thing that I didn't like about that is, is that I feel like it is a little bit disrespectful to go ahead and to poach like that. I mean, most is. of us. Most of us sign um, like non-compete agreements and things of that sort once we uh, join forces with a, a company. So to try to take her agents or whatever the case is, like the point of it is what you do is, is that you create the environment that you want to see and that you want to be in and the people will come to you. I don't agree with her trying to take her, her top agents. I felt like that the conversation was very eloquent and she did what she needed to do. But I do feel like that that part of what she did was a little bit shady and it was wrong. It was very shady, but she's still a chess player. <laughs> to yeah. me, like, I feel it was very shady. No, it was it was not correct at all, but she's thinking ahead and she's poaching her top people and she's poaching young influential women on top of that. Like correct. she can she can mold them. She she chose people she can mold. And um the background of um is her name Amanda? Which one? And the the one that looked like Ashanti. That couldn't sell a house and kept saying, um, no, 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 no. The, one, the one right here, the one we said is our favorite. I can't think of her name now. Is it Ann? Oh my god, like Amber or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Continue, continue. Either way, she has a background in accounting, so why wouldn't she poach her? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get, I get like the way she went about it was all wrong, but it made, it, it made sense as far as, Hey, if I'm a build with people, let me build with people. That'll be open-minded. That'll be moldable. You know, um, I feel like what you said, she should have waited to, to open up her brokerage. And if those two wanted, were interested, they would have flocked to her if it was meant to be. And Absolutely. you're right. If you, if you are, um, sowing discord at the beginning of something, then nothing but discord will follow. So exactly. it all it is important, you know, how you approach things and how you handle things as well. And you think that those people that jump ship won't jump ship on you too? Exactly. Now, exactly. That's what I would be looking at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you was able to so quickly sway them away, who's to say somebody won't come and do the same and then you left with nobody? Exactly. Exactly. So Something to think about. It is, it is, and um, because I didn't want this to be a three-hour um podcast, I kind of stopped there because I figured we can just keep going with the with with the series just based off of what I didn't like about Colony is how that's what made me say she sounded like an op to me because she kept saying like she was wired or something. So you're saying that you're trying to push us because you're trying to do this. And me, I'm thinking she's trying to just record the details in her in her no, ear. She's, she's trying to gather it to take it back to Sherelle. That's my point. She's an op. So I'm I was so then she felt salty when her loyalty, <laughs> she threw her best friend under the bus thinking that she was gonna get a promotion out of it. Mm-mm. And what she didn't recognize was that the other girl was kissing Sherelle's ass so hard that she wasn't going to be able to compete with that anyway. Because Colony is a very strong-willed woman. I mean, I'm not, and, and again, I'm not saying anything. First off, all of those ladies are magnificent, even yeah. including the one that you know said that it was six thousand dollars for a million dollar home on the taxes. You know, even her, they were all dynamic in their own way. So this is not to come at them, but it's just like it, it, it was just a do better all around. It, it it was. I felt bad for her though. Like I, I understand why Sherelle let her go, um, just for her to grow because it looks like she wasn't. Derek had made a point. He was like, she could have just printed the specs out and just had the information sitting right. If she couldn't remember it, she could just printed it out and had the answers right in that one pager. She didn't have to memorize yeah. the information to that house. I didn't really see a lot of things as far as the mentorship aspect of things for the newer sellers and that's why I like and and like I said I don't want to get into I don't want to make this a comparison but uh -huh. having watched the selling sunset one um because uh -huh. okay I'll preface this by saying this DJ Envy everyone knows him from the breakfast club um he made some comments about the you know just kind of like comparing the two franchises that although it was still by the same person that you know the same producer that it was two totally different experiences that we saw. So with Selling Sunset, we saw the mentorship aspect. We saw the fact that these that the, the the Oppenheim brothers, who were the 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 franchise owner on their side in California, that they wanted their brokers to do more and sell more, and there were celebrations for that. They did. They only sold one property on the entire season for Selling Tampa. And I'm like, I know these ladies are closing deals. Why are we not seeing them close deals? So it, right. it was it was so much focus on like the drama and the bullshit, excuse my language, that there wasn't any focus on what they were there to do, which was sell houses. Right. And that's that's the um the opinion of my husband as well. He was like, Have they sold a house yet? <laughs> no. No, I mean, and they didn't. And whereas if you watch Selling Sunset for those that have watched both franchises of the show. 
they had a house that sold within the first 10 minutes of the show opening up. And I'm like, give me drama, give me all of that, but give me your purpose too. Can I see you sell a house? And every time on Selling Sunset, when they sold a house, they had this big bell and a ding, ding, ding as a way of celebration. And when they had new real estate agents that joined the forces with them, they put them with a seasoned or a veteran type of, of, of agent so that they could learn the principles and values that they wanted as a company. Those were some of the things that I felt like that was missing from selling Tampa. So when they let the young lady go that didn't have the experience, granted, they tried to put her with somebody that had shade and threw her under the bus the entire right. time. Is right. that true mentorship when you are working with the mentor that's already looking at you like you can't do it? And basically the girl admitted later on, I'm bad with names, but she admitted later on the one that they actually put this young lady with that basically she missed the showing where the girl messed up real bad because she wanted her to fall on her face anyway. She openly admitted that on the show in her confessionals like yeah i could have been at the thing but i didn't go because you know what i'm saying like i knew that she was basically gonna mess it up and then she went back and went to sharelle like she totally bombed this it was a setup from the beginning it who was. wants to work with an employer no matter what that is setting you up for failure and she told sharelle i think she's the reason that the girl got fired Absolutely. In my, opinion, in my opinion, she you you think she wasn't when she was? Girl, she absolutely got her fired. Yeah, that was her that was her intent. To get her out of there. And I'm like, for what? So you take away from another woman's household, you know her man retired. You she told y'all what struggles that she had. She told you all the things that were going on and you set her up to fail. I wouldn't want to be there either. Right. And I think that once again, it's that preconceived notion of her. Oh, her husband used to be a football player. She don't need the money anyway. You know, so, you know, she's not going to take it serious. But could it be he's transitioning from the NFL, which is a mental transition, a hard one that I've read about. It's not yeah. easy. You know what I'm saying? Because now all he knows is football. So now what? You know what I'm saying? Right. So she has right. to deal with probably him being upset about it, depressed about it. She got to be basically his sounding board and his Correct. support. You Correct. know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of energy. It you know? is. And it where is. was the empathy for her situation? Even with the other light-skinned girl who was given like the um the investment property or whatever, um, she had a lot going on too. She was mm -hmm. separated from her high school sweetheart. How daunting is that? It was just so much cattiness. And like I said, I would have been okay if the, if it would have been the supportive measures there that were in place. And like I said, you can't help but to compare the franchise to the Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset was the one that came out before Selling Tampa. And right. you can see the dynamics. A lot of those women had different things, you know, losing children, losing their significant others, you know, losing themselves, losing their damn mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. These were the things that you were able to see, but you saw them that even through some of those critical times even though they like i'm mad at you and you have made me upset they came together when they were supposed to and i just i was so sad that after those eight episodes of selling tampa that it was just like you know i'm like i want to see more of the unity piece of things can't give it us was one moment it was one moment when hr um 
mentioned her divorce where everyone was crying and everyone cared about it. And and I know everybody's like, well, how come she didn't tell anybody? She didn't tell anybody because she's condescended everyone in the firm. So now it's going to make her look away to people that she's been looking down on to come to them in a vulnerable moment. That's why she didn't say it. I, I know she said some other reason, but that is not that why. That was the exact reason why you read that. On, that's on the, the head right there. Yes. <laughs> I got this perfect facade and now it's not perfect. So, oh, I don't want anybody to know. You know that's how to go. That right. That's what that was. And then even when they showed you compassion, you know, you didn't expect compassion because you don't give it. But even when they gave you compassion about your situation, the next episode, you condescended calling me talking about, I, you want me to set the appointment up for you? She was just supposed to be quiet. I mean, I just don't, I, you know, it's, it's hard if you've ever worked around a group of, Black women, you know, it can be just as challenging as going into an, you know, an all white establishment and working in their establishment. It can get right. just as drama filled and chaotic as anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I and I don't want to seem like I'm being negative towards it, because guess what? I'm going to watch all of the seasons of oh, Seven yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to support them. I still think that all of them are dynamic. I am proud of Sherelle. Shout out to her. She just had her baby. Cinco. You know, she's she's doing her thing. And I felt like it was really beautiful that she let in, let everyone in on those moments when she found out. Um because, you know, they were, I love the fact that Ocho Cinco and her were very private about their relationship. You didn't really know too much. So it was mm -hmm. nice to kind of get that inside of it. But I am looking forward to them selling houses, multiple, okay? Um, selling houses and really just showing that Black girl magic that is within all of them, respectfully. But to be honest with you, Michi, just to go from a different perspective with that, does that show just play into the regular, like, housewife, love and hip-hop? That's what expect. That's what expected of us in the media. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So I feel like that's why it's a difference between selling Tampa and what is it, Sunrise selling or Sunset? Selling Sunset because that's how we're um, conditioned out to the media. Yeah, we're pushed. To, so it's not interesting to see a whole bunch of sisterhood between us. It's interesting to see us like. Well, don't get it twisted though. Don't get it twisted, sis. After watching Southern Sunset, I need you to know that that's all four seasons were loaded with drama. Shout out to Christine. She was the antagonist through all four seasons for everybody that's watched both franchises. Okay. But my whole thing is, show me a little cattiness. Show me a little drama. Show me your success. That's what it's all about. I, yes, it does absolutely play into the narrative that every time you see some black folks on something that's supposed to be reality, we're going to be acting a damn fool. Okay. Right. I'm fine with that. But guess what? Just like on Love and Hip Hop, I don't care if you give me drama or chaos, give me the music because it's love and hip hop. Give me the hip hop. You can right. give me the love, you can give me the hate, you can give me the chaos. Give me the hip hop. With this show, give me the drama, give me the chaos, but give me the success of seeing you sell multiple houses. How is your realty thing still open with only one deal? I know that they were doing more than that. So I don't think that that's at fault for the ladies. I felt like it was at fault for the producers because mm -hmm. why, why is it that with one franchise, you've given us drama, you've given us all it is, but then you showing them selling houses. But then over here, the house that they sold wasn't even in the area that they had their business. Renita, they sold it in Miami, but they are from right. Tampa. Right. Selling Tampa, but they sold in Miami, which is great. Get your money, sis. But we want to see you dominate in the area that you're supposed to be dominating. Show us right. how you shutting it down in Tampa. 
Right. It was a lot of people that was at fault for that. And I don't think that that was on the ladies. And, and when DJ Envy made his comments, all of the staff, or not all the staff, all of the um the, the, the people from Selling Tampa, the cast, was under his comments and, you know, talking crazy, calling me like, you know, you need to stop making comparisons. Baby, we are going to compare. It's the same producer. But they did right. not produce for you the way that they did Selling Sunset. Right. They had drone cameras and all types of stuff. Oh, wow. y'all, did not, y'all did not have that. Watch it for yourself, Renita. I am. That's that's gonna be on play today. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Watch it. Four seasons. Oh, the budget it. wasn't the budget wasn't equal. Is that what you're saying? Hell no. You could tell that this was a piloted season. Give give my give give the selling Tampa girls the intensity and the same level of production that you did selling Sunset. That is the that is my final review as far as for the producers because Sherelle and them, while they need to work on things within their office, everybody got problems at work. Everybody got somebody that they don't exactly. like and somebody that they got to deal with. Give them better production because they deserve it. And um, amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to just go up on my bad sis, but that's the glow no, up though. That, that's oh. a great, that is the glow up. Show, show, show them in their true glow because the allure realty, you got to understand people have heard about them before they got a show. Uh, that's not nothing new. So show them in the appropriate light that they're supposed to be in. Sis, glow up. Right. Put respect on their name. Period. Right. Because they're all, like I said, they all have like great backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? All impressive, impressive resumes. So you are correct. I It was only one. I'm thinking back while you were talking, the Miami property was because where they had the open house houses that we don't even know what happened with them maybe right? they threw more parties than they did anything else you watch selling sunset if they threw a party up in that thing that thing had an offer on it clothes got escrow and all that other stuff within a week watch it for yourself uh, and how were they dressed provocative okay so it was still and did anybody address how they um their no attire? but the company the company was owned by men Oh, I gotta watch the that. open. The Oppenheim brothers are men. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, they're twins. It's a set of twins. Okay, so no, they didn't give a damn about A and T being out. And if y'all don't know what A and T mean, look it up. <laughs> oh why? Oh wow! So they came in. They, they skirts was not knee length, baby, and the shirts was not hiding the cleavage. You better know and understand. Because once again, know your customer. That's and right. so I, it's almost giving off. Can women be, can women be women's hardest critic? <laughs> I got coffee in here, but I need drink. <laughs> I mean, for real though. What do you think about that, Renita? Don't even get me started, baby. That's a whole nother episode. To. Absolutely. I mean, okay. So in my, I've, okay. I've worked in a multitude of industries. I've worked in the uh, food industry. I worked mm-hmm. in the finance industry. I work now, I, I work now um, in corporate real estate. And um, when I started to, when I worked in food, things were a little bit more relaxed. I felt like, you know, it was a little bit, you know, like whatever. Cause we in food, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we in food. But when I got into banking, the banking industry. My first bank job was at a black owned bank. I had two managers that I worked with. Uh, well, one, she was, there was one manager and one other uh, personal banker like myself, mm-hmm. and they were both black. And 
They would talk about me because I was young. I was ambitious. I'm like, this ain't my, this is a pit stop. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that when I handed in my resignation because I had gotten a job uh, as the assistant branch manager for Bank of America. So baby, we moving on up. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I gave them that. They immediately, I caught them Googling the salary for Bank of America. Um, they were really dry, you know, not very nice for my last two weeks that I was there. And that attitude, like they had mean girl attitude the entire time. It was very much so like make her feel excluded, excluded. She's different. You know, they, they, they did those things. And it was like that, that spirit that they had, it kind of like carried on. And then, you know, now uh, where I work and, and where I'm at or whatever the case is, you know, I've had to deal with some people that they aren't very, Sometimes they try to silence my black girl magic too, you know, and um, and it's not everybody. It's just, you know, some select folks, but it happens everywhere, Renita. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, ex I know you experience it. Oh, though. most definitely. I, I, I've I worked somewhere for 11 years at a law firm and it was probably the most toxic. Even though I made great friendships, you know, I learned a lot of, um, a lot of professionalism tools and you know things like that it was it was it was mixed with a lot of toxicity and most of those no all of those toxic situations involved a female it was my male managers which i love to have a man over me that mm. that were so positive so positive and i did have some some great women there too you know if someone was listening from there but um i had one person tell me i think within my first my first or second year there please get out of my face because i don't i can't stand to look at you um <laughs> i um have been told in my at a review i mean i mean i mean you're not really doing anything great um when I when I approached about a raise when I know I was working my butt off you know so I've had a lot of women supervisors that tried to play me um I will say though um I, I the last two supervisors that I had they were amazing amazing they were but I had went through so many toxic toxic ones to get there you know I've had um a, a teammate she was like the team lead that had the silent treat me I was trying to ask her questions you know, like professional questions. And I'm like, mind you, she's sitting right in front of me. It was one of these face-to-face -face desks. And I'm asking her a question and she's keeping her head down, not responding at all. Just silent treatment. So yes, yes, I've had my share. I just want to, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking forward to their season two because I want to see if after, you know, they've kind of, I mean, naturally I would understand, I mean, if they're hopping on people's statuses to defend the show that they have, that they are able to take in, I guess, some of the criticisms, some of the um, objectives that people would like to see for the mm -hmm. next season, you know, and I believe that they can do it. I mean, they are, they are a group of strong black women. Yeah. I know that they're going to come with some heat. I'm looking forward to season two. I'm looking forward to seeing the homes be sold. Okay. Y'all better sell some homes for Miss Michi. Sell some <laughs> I want, because I want to see it. I want to see it for every house they sell. Does that not, the commissions that they can make off of it, Renita, I want to see that for them. They, right. they deserve to win like that because yeah, they you, do. They, they're hardworking. You could tell that they got the background, but it's nothing. Let us see more of that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, it's cool. We don't care if y'all single or not. Sell them houses, bro. Like, sell the houses. Well, they all love each other, but you made a point. They all have strong personalities. So you're bound to click. I mean, bound to buck. At some you know? point. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I yeah. feel like there is a sisterhood there. And like with any relationship, you just got to do the work. Absolutely. I, yeah. I agree. Yes. This, uh, I love this. I love this episode. <laughs> so you guys, we're going to be bringing um, our glow to you every other week. Um, just talking about once again the random topics. Um, is there anything that you would like to um advertise on your end before we wrap it up, Miss Michi? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Lavish Looks by Miss Michi has been on a break. I'm coming back on the 17th. And not only will I have lavish sunglasses, but I will have lavish accessories too. So I'm really excited about branching out for that. Um, if you you know, I'm not quite an online shopper. I did just lock in an opportunity where on February 5th, I will be um, vending at uh, the, you know, so my, my girl, she sells like the uh, candy coated products and all that other stuff. Um, she's having like a big thing for uh, to, in, in celebration for Valentine's Day. So come out and get all of your accessory shades and your toys for uh, <laughs> for all of that. And, um, you know, yeah, tune into the blue. Where is that line. at? Where is that at? The location will be announced soon, okay. um, but um, yeah, tune into the Blueprint Live every Thursday. I'm I'm bringing you all uh, great people in 2022 that are going to continue to uplift and inspire all of those um, that tune in. And um, yeah, that's all I've got. <laughs> yes, and as you see up there, y'all, that is our Instagram. Follow us. Follow um, follow Be Your Own Kind and the Blueprint Media Company. And if you are watching us on YouTube, subscribe and like. Also, go over there to the Blueprint Media channel as well. Subscribe and like. This We are on the road of getting to 1,000 subscribers this year, and we're going to accomplish that. It's <laughs> going to happen. Right. We glowing up, right? <laughs> Look, sis, glow up. <laughs> right. Well, um, as always, it is a pleasure. Um, and I'm just so excited for this partnership and everything that we have um, collectively and individually planned for this year. And it's just just nothing but blessings overflowing and opportunities uh, landing at our feet. So absolutely. Love y'all. Yeah. Love y'all. Don't forget to be your own kind. Bye. <laughs> Bye.